Welcome to the Happy Halloween Podcast. My name is Tony, I am your host, and this is your home for all things Halloween. Today I have a very special show for you because I have a guest. This man is a podcaster, musician, producer, family man, and all-around good guy. Welcome, my friend, Scott Newman. Hey, Tony. Thank you for the kind introduction. I'm really excited to be here talk about some stuff that I don't normally talk about. I'm, I'm mostly in the Christmas podcast circuit, so we're right. going to do some Halloween stuff, and this is a fun little diversion for me, so thank you. You're very welcome. Now, I'm sure everybody at home is already like, why does he have a Christmas guy on here if this is a Halloween yeah. show? Yeah, what's well, this goober doing here? Right. <laughs> the reason being is that it's my mission in life to convince Scott that Halloween <laughs> is almost as good as Christmas. I know I'll never make him feel it's better. But I want to right. get him almost as good as Christmas. You know, you're dragging me along, slowly but surely. I'm, I'm listening to your show. I'm enjoying it. I like Thank holidays you. in general. You know, one of the things that uh, Halloween is tough for me because I love Christmas so much. So it feels like, you know, like, let's get on with it. Let's get right. on with it. But as I get older, I'm trying to appreciate the moments, you know, with your kids uh, doing the uh, the trick-or-treating and all that. So you got to stop. You got to take a deep breath. You got to bring it all in. And one of the things that I'm starting to appreciate about Halloween is that I still have other holidays to look forward to after that. So exactly. I can still look forward to Halloween. Right. And here I'm still staring down the barrel of Thanksgiving, Christmas, snow, all that great stuff. So exactly. slowly but surely, you're bringing me along. And, and I've <laughs> been enjoying your show well thank you welcome to the dark side <laughs> now i feel the same way about labor day it's like it's not that oh. big of a holiday but it's like ooh, that means halloween's right around the corner yeah, and then thanksgiving funny. and then christmas so yeah and i'm diabetic so uh the candy thing on halloween it it, it um it's like a little bit of a like poking the bruise, you know. Right. I can't I can't do it, and it's annoying. But I do appreciate that everyone else gets to enjoy it. I don't want anyone to not enjoy it just because I can't. So I'm I still take it in, and I love seeing the stuff at the stores, the the Lowe's, the Home Depots, the Joanne Fabrics, the Michaels, all that. Yeah. The fall, the Halloween, and I you know part of it is because I know the Christmas is coming, but. Honestly, I'm just happy that when summer is done because I am not a sunshine and outdoor guy. Right. So, you know, really anything is a nice change of pace, and it's fun. I'm having a blast. And fortunately for you, summer doesn't last quite as long. Uh, about three days ago, it was 96 degrees here, so. Yeah, I'm in Denver. We're full on <laughs> fall right now. Right. Color changing? Yep, absolutely. Man, I'm jealous. It's starting to look like Halloween out there. It really is. You got Good. the colors. You got the color scheme. You got the browns, the reds, the oranges, and it's it's really pretty. That's what I love. Oh, man, somebody's knocking on my door. Hang on a second. Yeah, no problem. Who is it? It's me, Igor. Oh, do you believe this guy? Come on in, Igor. Hi, Tony. Hi, Scott. How you doing? Uh, I, hey, Igor, you sound a lot like Beavis. <clears throat> well, yeah. Um, wait a minute. Who's Beavis? <clears throat> Some other show. Go on. <clears throat> okay, okay. Um, Tony told me you like um, like dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I do them all the time. I've got a, a podcast called Christmas Morning. We do a, a bad Christmas joke every week. Uh, you, got a, you got a good Halloween one for me? <clears throat> well, it's a bad Halloween one. <clears throat> all right. A good bad one. Sure. All right. Lay it on me. 
what does the ghost of a panda bear eat? I think I know, but I don't want to spoil it. So I don't know. What is what does the ghost of a panda bear eat? Bamboo. <laughs> that's what I figured it was, but that was a good one. I like Seriously, that. Igor, that's what you bring to the table with a guest? Get back down there with the doctor. Okay, Tony. <clears throat> Bye, Scott. Uh, let's see if Igor Beavis. That guy. Ugh, I don't know what to do about him. So before we get, well, I didn't even tell the audience what we're doing yet today. No, you the, didn't. The reason I have Scott on here, like I said, is to turn him into a Halloween person. But we're using the medium of song. Mm. Me and Scott both love music, especially holiday music. So this is my entryway into getting him to be a Halloween person. Yep. You've come on my show several times. We've done Jingle Jank and that kind of stuff, and, and I've had you on. So it's only fair that I reciprocate, and I want to hear some Halloween music. I'm not familiar with the genre, you know, except for things like the Monster Mash. Everybody knows that. Right. And I don't think we're going to do that one today. No. But, you know, you're really going to open my eyes to some new stuff. And uh, like I said earlier, I enjoy holiday music. I think it's... It's fun to hear something that evokes those memories, especially the positive memories of childhood. So I'm excited to see what you've brought today. That's one of the main reasons I do love Halloween music is most of it is older. So you mm -hmm. get that nostalgia factor. But before we get started, I want to make a retraction. In oh. the first episode, I laid out this tier of what is Halloween and what is not. Okay. And I want to bring that back because it's not fair for me to say what's Halloween to somebody else. I feel that the majority of Halloween music and Halloween movies aren't really about Halloween. It's just because they're spooky or scary or what have you. Sure. So I'm going to drop my, my tier list and just everything's Halloween. Okay, I think that's fair. Now, I just watched The Nightmare Before Christmas while I was uh, laid up with COVID. Ah, you finally and watched it. I did finally watch it, you know, and I, I said it on uh, the Christmas Morning Podcast. I'm about 50% on it. I didn't find it scary enough to be a Halloween movie, and I didn't find it festive enough to be a Christmas movie, but I did enjoy it. I liked the imagery, and that part where Jack Skellington goes to Christmas Town was really, really cool. Yes. I, I totally enjoyed that. I love that movie. It's one that I'll watch at Halloween. I knew you would Thanksgiving, love it. Christmas, yeah. you know. I'll watch it three or four times in that yeah. whole span. <laughs> and the music is wonderful. That's oh. why I'm, I'm even mentioning it here, because I could listen to the music over and over. I may or may not watch the movie again, but I'll absolutely listen to some of the songs in there. Definitely. Danny Elfman, man, he's yep. just a genius. Really? And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, they did a Nightmare Revisited where it was all cover Covers okay, of those um, songs. I actually did one of those songs on Jingle Jank. At yes, one you point. did. I do remember that now. Okay, good because I don't remember which one it was, but I do remember that <laughs> it was an album. Fantastic. Well, what do you say? Let's get into some music, huh? Absolutely. Um, what do you want to start with? I've got okay. them queued up over on my side, but I have not listened to them. You know, I, I cut some clips for you so that we wouldn't get into copyright problems. Right. Those scary. Copyright, copyright lawyers they're just um you know come on lay off we're just trying to have some fun here <laughs> exactly but, um but I, I did cue them all up but i have not given them a good full listen so i want you to know it is going to be a a complete honest reaction as i'm listening to it perfect that's what i want well first up we have best known for his tv horror host during the 50s and 60s john zachary also released two albums of spooky music this okay. is one of my favorite Happy Halloween. All right, here we go. Through the nauseous night I soar, through the pools 
as a rancid bore Through the sewer pipes I'll roar To the horror hall To the hall where vampires scream <laughs> Happy Halloween From the cold and ancient graves From the coffins and the caves From the rocks and weirwood nests Come the ghastly guests Gonna have a nightmare dream <laughs> Happy Halloween So little witch, we've got a date You better put your head on straight Jump on your broom and don't be late This is our night to celebrate Through the oozing quicksand swamp Do the buddy bloody stomp That was Happy Halloween by John Zachary. What'd you think, Scott? Okay, first impressions, I liked it. You mentioned while we were listening to it that it had a surf guitar thing going on. Absolutely. What year did you say this was from? Maybe the late 50s somewhere? This was, I uh, believe, either 61 or 62. Okay. Early 60s. So, okay, so right at the beginning of the 60s or end of the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a big surf guitar a craze time yeah or that that specific tone that heavy reverb Mm -hmm. uh is is indicative of a lot of songs at the time and i felt that in there uh i also liked i don't know if you want to call it foley or sound design or ambience you know there were screams there was there was halloween sounds for lack of a better word i really enjoyed that i thought it was great and his voice is fantastic now it is intentionally campy. Yes. You know, it had that kind of thing. <laughs> and you can't get away with that in Christmas music because you kind of just sound like an idiot. But in this, <laughs> I, I liked it. It was fun. And it made me feel like, you know, he was doing like a you know scary Dracula kind of bit. Right. So all those things lined up and I thought it was just great. Yeah, his voice, you know, it started with being the, the horror host on TV. All of those guys were overly campy to get the point sure, across. Sure, sure. Then he moved on to radio, so his voice is just phenomenal. Yeah. Funny thing about him, though, I love all his music, but he kind of irritated me at one point. Of course, I wasn't even alive yet, but right after Bobby Pickett released Monster Mash, he mm-hmm. turned around and did a cover of it and released it, and I'm talking within like a month or two. To me, that was kind of stepping on his feet. But Didn't you mention that in, in one of your re- very recent shows? Was it a song that all of a sudden there were like three or four covers like within uh, months? May now, have it might have been f- another show. Uh, you know, this kind of stuff happens with, with holiday music. Right. Because you have to turn it around quickly. Like, okay, if, if, if Bobby Pickett comes out with Monster Mash and you plan to do a cover with it, you either have a month to do it or you have a year to right. do it. You're not releasing it in January. Nobody wants to Nobody, hear it. Right. So, it must have been a tough time uh, in that little corridor when this stuff was really popular. Right, right. All right, let's move on to our next song, which will Okay, but be... I really like that one. So putting a bow on that one, okay. nice pick, great way to start. That would definitely make it onto a Halloween playlist. There I could you go. absolutely hear that. Just playing in the background of a, you know, kind of like, not an adult's party, but not a complete kid's party. It would be the kind of Halloween party where you attend with your kids. So, you know, you and I are standing in your kitchen having a beer or something, and the kids right. are all having fun. It, I can totally see that dancing. song playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, a recurring theme you're going to see in some of these songs, and if you listen to Halloween music in general, okay. is novelty songs specifically about monsters. 
Sure. There is a huge amount of them, and it's due to a monster craze that the whole country went through. That's another episode I'm going to do down the road. I can't wait. Oh, for I can't that wait. One. Yeah. The whole thing, like the 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 creature from the Black Lagoon, all those kind of like movies and everything happened. Am I guessing right? Like the late '50s kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they it, they piggybacked off of the Universal monster movies from the '30s. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. And, and it went into the like late '50s to early '70s. All kinds of those songs. Was there a resurgence? I, I'm sorry, we're going into a, like another one oh, of no. your episodes, You're but fine, it, it feels like was there a resurgence of that in the like a reinterest, a rekindling in the '80s too of of watching these old campy things, or Absolutely. maybe even listening to some of these old campy things, mm-hmm. like because for a while I'm sure maybe early '70s, late '70s, people were kind of over this stuff and bored right. with it and tired with it, but then all of a sudden, what's old is new again. Exactly. As a matter of fact, in the '80s, I think it was mid to late '80s. Uh, Bobby Pickett, the original Monster Mash, he did a new song called The Monster Rap. And <laughs> okay. Frankenstein that, actually rapped. That very, sounds awful. Yeah, it's not very good, but it was part of that research. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, a little of Elvira craze that was going on in the 80s, yeah, right? Yes, okay. exactly. And then now, even in the 2020s, we're starting to see a resurgence of the TV um, horror hosts except it's more online than TV because TV don't do that anymore. But well, like, yeah, you can get a longer tale of people. You don't need that critical mass of people to afford to put it on you know, right. like public broadcast television or something. Right. I've seen some stuff and heard from you that you know, Rob Zombie is doing some things, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be really neat. So you primed me here. You said there was a, a definite theme of yes. monsters. monsters. So what song are we going to listen to? So the monster we're going to listen to now is The Purple People Eater by Chev oh. Woolley. Okay, now this is the one song on the playlist today that I am familiar with. I, I think you kind of have to live under a rock to yeah. not know the Purple People Eater. I mean, even or kids maybe nowadays. I just grew up in a weird household where my dad <laughs> used to sing this a lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much everybody when they're born they know this song. Okay, yeah, you were issued this this uh, record in the '70s. All right, let me play <laughs> right. it for you. Okay. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn. One big eye, like a mister shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One-eyed. Well, he came down to earth and he lit in the tree. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, don't eat me. I heard him say in a voice so gruff. I wouldn't eat. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One-horned. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, what's your line? He said, eating purple people and it sure is fine. But that's not the reason. All right. So my question has been with that song, before I get to your opinion there, Uh my question has always been, is the monster purple? Or does he eat purple, <laughs> purple people? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, we, we weren't able to get Sheb Woolley uh, to answer the question for us. <laughs> right. Yeah, he wouldn't return my calls. Okay. Now, of course, I'm going to use the, <laughs> the logical choice would be that the purple eater himself is, or the people eater himself is purple, like a purple. grimace. So, right. okay, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, initial impressions on the song there. What, what, uh, does this, was this from the 58 or something? Uh, yes, 1958. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. 
the the chipmunk thing, the voice there, it, it absolutely go takes me out of it, and it spoils it for me, unfortunately. Now, right. I shouldn't be too critical. Of course, that whole chipmunk thing, the speeded up, you know, uh, pitch shifted, was very, very popular. I feel right. like it's completely played out. Uh, that's like the one Christmas album I will not listen to is any kind of chipmunk <laughs> song. So when I hear that in there, it's kind of like, oh, well, that that kind of stunk. Um, right. But to be less critical, his voice is really good. And yes. so late 50s would have been prime Elvis time, right? Or early mm-hmm. Elvis time. Early he at, had yeah. that uh, almost honky-tonk country kind of ho, 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 ho. And I liked that. I thought it was good. He has a great voice. I did not love the backing vocals because I Mm -hmm. felt like the tone of it didn't really match the rest of the song. I kind of wanted the whole thing to be a little more ominous. It really makes me curious if there are covers of the the Purple People Eater. Oh, there's tons of covers of the Purple There's got to be some really good ones then, and I would like to hear that. Um now, you came on my, uh, one of my shows before Jingle Jank, and we did scary Christmas songs. I don't mm-hmm. think you were on the first one that we did around Halloween, and one of the songs that we did was Santa Claus Meets the Purple People Eater by Shed right. Wooly, which feels like yes. a complete sellout at that point, because it's like, <laughs> hey, I did this great song back in, at Halloween. Now it's November. Throw, I don't know, throw Santa Claus in it or something, you know? Right. And I don't, the song was <laughs> utterly forgettable. Uh, like, this is the song, if you said Sheb Wooly, although I'm, to be honest, I may not even, the name might not have rung a bell. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not like it's, you know, like top of mind or something. But if you, you know, if you said Sheb Wooly, uh, what was his song? I would say it's the Purple People Eater, not any kind of Santa one. So in right. general, it's a fun song. And of course, I've heard it. A few dozen times uh, in my life. I don't know why. It's not like you're going to walk around Walmart and hear it playing over the PA or something. But it, <laughs> it's, it's, it is just a fun song. I do like the imagery of a purple people mm-hmm. eater. It it's intentionally done so that it's not too scary. Like especially for little right. kids. Like a little kid could sing along with this and not get scared. You know, it's mm-hmm. because oh, it's a purple people eater. It's silly, and I like the I like right. the purple He's got people. A horn on his head. I like the uh, the alliteration of the purple people in, in there. Uh, so it's it was a fun song. I don't think I liked it as much as our first one, but of course mm-hmm. this would make it onto a uh, Halloween playlist. Absolutely, that's probably you how probably you know start, it is. You probably start with this song, right? Monster Mash start. and this one, and then you, right. you branch out from there. Then you can get a little bit more obscure after that. Um, but at its time, it wasn't obscure. It stayed number one on the Billboard charts from July nineteenth to Ju- I'm sorry, June nineteenth to July fourteenth. Okay, so not a Halloween song in its inception mm-hmm. then, right? That's really that's interesting. Was, that's kind of why I recanted my statement: is a lot of stuff that gets played at Halloween wasn't necessarily designed, designed for to be for Halloween. Right. All right, yeah, I could see that. That really surprises me. I don't know that I would want to hear this song in June or it would feel right, but I don't know, different <laughs> time, different generation. Hey, right? come on now. You listen to Christmas music all year. Oh, that's true. Why not, why not yeah, a little You're right, you're right. I, I can't be rude. and, and uh, But yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely a novelty song, and I don't for know sure. if the novelty wears off. Um, or how quickly it does. Like, I don't think I'd want to hear it multiple times in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of like the same thing with Christmas music. We were talking, I was talking to this, someone up recently about this. I don't want to hear the Dominic the Donkey song five times. I want to hear right. it once and okay, we're done. And grandma got run over right. by a reindeer. We're done. This is the grandma got run over by a reindeer of Halloween music to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a good comparison or not. I don't know. I can go with that. I can go with that. 
But good song, well, good song. Thank you, thank you. Okay, you mentioned Elvis earlier. Mm-hmm. This next artist actually opened for Elvis in the late 50s. Oh. But, yeah, he only managed to make the Billboard Top 40 once with this cover of a Johnny Fuller song. This is Haunted House by Jumpin' Gene Simmons. Here we go. I just moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bills started ringing and chain ran loud. Knew I'd moved in a haunted house. Still, I made up my mind to stay. Nothing was gonna drive me away. When I see something that give me the creep Had a one big eye and a two big feet Stood right still and I did the freeze He did a stroll right up to me Made a noise with the feet that sound like a drum Say you be here when the morning comes this is one of those examples, Tony, where it's hard to grab a clip, one contiguous clip that represents a song really well mm. because like, oh, I want to hear the beginning, but I also really like that part where where the vocals started coming in at the very end there. And I'm sure right. the song actually even gets better, but you really yes. want to hear the beginning of the song. So we really did need to start the clip there. What a great song. I would I'm going to make the bold claim here that this is the best Halloween, you know, or ghost theme song that I've ever heard. <laughs> I loved that. It Bravo. definitely I'm had it definitely had that. the 50s, of course. Yeah, uh, kind of a rockabilly feel. It had the walking baseline in there. Mm-hmm. I love his voice. It was so yeah. so good. You mentioned while we were listening to it that it, part of it was the simplicity of it. I think mm-hmm. that's spot on. There is not too much going on. This is like a like uh, an amazing Italian recipe. It, it tastes so good because it's so simple, and the right. individual ingredients stand out. But if you throw, yes. if you just keep throwing a ton of stuff, it's like you know when your chili turns bitter because you've put too much stuff in it. <laughs> that did not happen here. I could listen to this song over and over. In fact, I want to hear the whole thing now, so I'm going to have something to do later on. So bravo on that Thank one. You. Total number one in my book. Awesome. Not that my Glad book counts for anything, that. but Well, sure great, it does. Great That's why we're there. here. Now, you said this was a cover of a song yes. by what Johnny it's Fuller. Johnny Fuller. His was a little bit more Delta bluesy. Okay. Uh, I think it was recorded in the 30s, so okay. the sound quality wasn't quite as good. But... With Gene Simmons, and for those younger folks, I'm and not, not the, talking about not the, the Gene guy Simmons, Kiss. not the guy in Kiss. Okay, I was right. Ask this, you. this predated Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is so good; it's hard to believe this was the only top forty song he ever had. It really is. This guy so should have know. been very famous for right. you know, well, for whatever reason. It, the stars didn't align for him. Yeah, if it's the fault of the songwriters or the record label, who knows? Well, good on you, Gene Simmons. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming posthumously at this point. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah, so. I would have to imagine. Otherwise, he <laughs> otherwise he's in a haunted house and he's starring uh, in the show. <laughs> but uh, I, I love that. I really, really did. The next song we have is a little bit more modern. This is Harley Poe. This is a horror punk slash folk punk group led by Joe Whiteford. This song is an epic murder ballad that takes place on Halloween. The actual title is just about as long as the song, so we'll just shorten it to Pagan Holiday, parts 1, 2, and 3. 
So we're going to play a little snippet of each of the three parts. Okay. Uh, I would encourage listeners to wait for the end and listen to the outtakes of Tony trying to say folk punk without saying <laughs> funk. Uh, that was that was an ordeal that we just went through. Yeah. I'm sure it's been edited out, but oh my goodness. It's, right, going, so I'm gonna, it's going in the outtakes for sure. I'm going to play the first one. Uh, All right. Now, this track that you gave me was... It said it was in parts one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and I'm, you'll probably put the links to the the, the songs in the show notes. Yes. So find the one for Harley Punk and it's, uh, Harley Poe. See, I can't even get it right. <laughs> and you're going to see parts one, two, and three. We did divide it up so that we can kind of talk between them because I, I do want to learn a lot about this. So here's the first one, Tony. Black cats, scurrying rats, flapping bats, and heart attacks. Paint your faces green. And act obscene, cause it's Halloween. Goblins, spooks, and vampires too. Werewolves come, chew on you. The jack o' lanterns start to grin. So let the tricks and treats begin on interesting cut there tony i love the mandolin i was not expecting that i mean it had a little bit of i'm eating at olive garden feel uh, to it to there that surprised me uh, we were talking while it was playing and you told me this is, could be from the 2010s maybe even 2013 so much much more modern than i expected i'm glad to hear somebody's keeping up the genre and still having fun with it i, I would imagine if you're going to do these horror-themed or spooky kind of genre songs, mm-hmm. it's got to be a lot of fun oh, absolutely. to do. Maybe it's not fun trying to find gigs, but I do <laughs> like imagining what it was like uh, writing this stuff because the, the, the theme is just fun right. to deal with there. I really liked the voice. That was the thing that stood out to me. It, it, it could be because the recording is so modern and mm-hmm. so clean and so good that it just stood out more than songs that are 50, 60 years old or, or even older at this point. Right. Um, but overall, I really liked it. I didn't know what to expect, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, his voice is what brought me to the band to begin with, because the first time I heard him, it was just on a random playlist. And I thought, oh, this is a violent film song I'm not aware of. And then I went and looked, and it was Harley Poe. I was like, wow, you know, they sound very similar. Okay. Um, but yeah, now, was that an amalgamation of uh, of Harvey? Uh, the who was the Harvey person from? Was it Batman or Harvey Dent or uh, something? Harvey Dent. Okay, so it was a Harvey Dent and Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe. Or, I was thinking of Harley Quinn, so I was thinking Harley, not Harvey. So it didn't, <laughs> doesn't really quite work there, right? Um, how do you find this music, Tony? Because uh, you can't walk into a well. There are no record stores really anymore, but it's right. not like you're going to walk in and say, "Excuse me, good sir, where are the <laughs> Halloween records?" And he's going to say, "Yeah, they're in the dumpster by the back. Like we didn't sell them." So how do you find this? Uh, most of the stuff I find is Spotify, to be honest. Um, okay, because I'll always look up. You know, I've I've got my own Halloween playlists, but then sure. I'll go look at other people's, and then just randomly I come across him and his whole catalog is good. Not everything is Halloween, but all of it is horror related. 
oh, that's cool. I can see. I mean, you know, the, the genre is going to get tired. You're not going to listen to albums right. and albums back to back of that. This is one of those examples. I'm glad you said Spotify. You know, some people decry the the, the modern music. You know, the modern mm-hmm. way we listen to music is ruining things. That people just care about singles. Well, the counterpoint to that would be when you and I grew up in the 80s, there is absolutely not a chance on earth we would have ever found an artist like this. Right. Because how would you have? No, there You would have had no to way. get a paper zine in the mail or something. They didn't call them zines back then. They were called a newsletter. You would have never found out about this. And now you've got these great tools like Spotify's curation and playlist tools where you're going to find your tribe of people and you're going to find these songs. Exactly. And I think you know, as much as we decry that it's, it, it's, it, you know, some people, I'm not saying it, that, that it ruins things. It also improves things. So we've oh, got to, we've got to give equal time. Yeah. Cause I may have come across somebody like this at a local show at some point, but yep. to find somebody in a totally different state never would have happened. Yeah, exactly. Cool. You want me to play the second uh, part of it now? Um, Quick explanation. Um, the song is in three parts. Oh, good, good. Okay, good. Why don't you explain that to me? Because I did put the clips together, and I know vaguely what they sound like, and they don't sound like they go together. Right. So explain this to me. Yeah, as I said earlier, that this is a murder ballad. So the first part is just kind of setting the scene. It's Halloween. Everything's spooky. Okay. You know, it's great. That's where we were with the first one. So he's laid the groundwork. Right. This is Halloween, spooky times. All right. Right. The second second section is called Dormant, and it's more about what has happened since a particular thing has occurred, okay. which we'll find out in the third section. All right. So should I go ahead and play the second one now? Yes. All right, let's, please play let's the second one. Let's do That's not what I was expecting, Tony. Tell me about this part. (laughs) So the second part is about how, you know, as in most murder ballads, somebody is trying to take his wife away from him. She's been unfaithful. So he's kind of going in, you know, leaning inward, becoming dormant, you know, sitting in his feelings so that we can get ready for the next part. Okay. that makes. So what would you think about Well, okay. So initial impressions there, uh, this part felt a lot more chaotic. The first one had this mm-hmm. really clear narrative, and there was a pace to it, like it's Halloween, and here we go. This all of a sudden, <laughs> like it was, it, it had all this crazy energy, and I was, I was saying like the dynamics were very different. It was loud. It, all of a sudden, it was soft. All of a sudden, and uh, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as the first part. But I'm getting the idea that this is this is a thematic song, or it's a piece, if you want, a movement right. uh, of a piece. 
I don't know. I was for some reason I was getting vibes from old, other thematic songs like the Rocky Horror Picture Show or Paradise by the Dashboard Lights <laughs> or something here. I don't know what it was. Right. So uh, I'm interested <laughs> to see how this whole thing wraps up in part three. Yeah, speaking on the, that, you mentioned it sounded chaotic. That was kind of intentional. Okay. To kind of get you all riled up inside. Well, it worked. It was so very unsettled. Next part. Yes, exactly. So now we bring the third part in, and I'll let you hear for yourself. All right, let's see how he wraps it up. darker than I expected. Tony. As I say, that's not what you were expecting at all. No, I, I feel like there should have been a, like a disclaimer, like the previous song should not have been listened to by small children or something like that. Like, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for the lyrics. Now, you mentioned this was a horror song. It wasn't necessarily right. a Halloween song, uh, unless I misunderstood you, but uh, okay, so mission accomplished there, and <laughs> I, I do give a lot of credit here that the artist was able to weave these three parts together, and it did sound like it wrapped it up. So you've got the beginning and the middle and the end. That I really mm-hmm. liked. In general, I don't think the song is for me and, you know, like the lyrics about blood everywhere and the rough <laughs> stuff. I don't know. It was it was unsettling. I'm sure there's a there's somebody out there that this song is for. It's it's definitely not me. And by right. the end, I really didn't enjoy the the vocals uh, uh, anymore. Like I this artist, it was just kind of a miss for me, but I do respect that other people might really enjoy this. What do you personally think of this song? I absolutely love it. Okay. Which I pretty much pretty much love every song he's ever written because, you know, it digs deep emotionally. Yep. And I'm sure people have other interpretations of what this song might mean because mm-hmm. um, a lot of his work deals with abuse of different kinds. I'll leave it there. Okay. Um, but... I love the song because it starts off Halloween and then you go through the story and then what we didn't hear is at the very end, it circles back around to the happy Halloween sound that the song started with. I did hear some of the thematics or the mm-hmm. uh, motif maybe uh, from the beginning and I, I think that's why I liked I liked this one. And if I had to put them in order of what I liked, it'd be one, three, two, you know, in that order. And and yeah, part three definitely picked up uh, some of the motif, motifs from part one. So that part was pretty good in there. And this could be an example of an artist you have to hear multiple times. Uh, you know, I've... People have definitely said it about me. They sure didn't like me the first time they met me, and then I grew on them. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe when you hear the other artists' discography and you're more familiar with their work and their themes in general, that this mm-hmm. fits better in a mental picture. For me, this is my first experience with it, and it was a little right. bit off-putting. But I'm also of the Happy Halloween from the like the the you know. Uh, 
candy pumpkins and uh, you know cartoon <laughs> ghosts kind of thing. I'm not into the horror. Right. So it right. may just be that this song just wasn't written for me, and I respect that. That is true, and a lot of his other songs are not these big, long, epic, progressive type of songs. Most of them are quick, three and four minute, you know, fast paced. Okay, so um, I got to give a nod and, to the musicianship, the instrumentation, yes. and the quality of the playing was very high. Uh, so yes. I, I definitely want to give credit where it's due on that one. I I was listening to good musicians play. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. All right. Do you have a palate right. cleanser for me here? Something I do that have kinda, a you know, palate cleanser. Can we bring the mood back up just a little bit? Absolutely. We're going to go in the Wayback Machine and head back to the, uh, let's say we're going to go to the 1950s. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Mm, I take that back. It might have been the 1960s. I'll have to double, double check myself on that. Okay. But anywho, earlier I was talking about the monster craze. All right. Well, that I like where we're craze, going. I like this. It, it jumped the pond. To jolly old England. So we have this hit from Eddie Thompson, who was a uh, jazz pianist. This is Frankenstein. I know just where to take you when we see a show. The horror picture movie is the place to go. You wrap your arms around me when the show begins. Cause it scares you right out of your bobby pins. We do the Frankenstein rock. Get to hold you tight Old Frankie's so tremendous He's got stitches in his head He meets a teenage werewolf And forgets he's dead They call the zombies over And they have a ball Then Dracula returns And he scares them all We do the Frankenstein rock We do the Frankenstein rock Oh, you quiver and you shiver And you shake away the fright It's the only time I ever get to Hold you tight All right, Tony, you've, total, you've totally redeemed yourself on that one, at least for the music. I'll let you issue your retraction here real quick. Yeah, that was a goof on my my part with my big fingers typing up the script. His name is Eddie Thomas, not Eddie Thompson. Okay. So I apologize. So all you people British who fans. are already out there scouring the internet for the rest of his discography, uh, apologies. It's it's Eddie Thomas. <laughs> um, right. Tony, I really liked that one. That brought the level of imagery that I was looking for back to it because it was it was kind of the fun campy again uh, versus some exactly. of the very really heavy and serious stuff. This is what I look for in Halloween. Now I know I, you know my opinion is just one person's opinion, but I just want to share it that yeah. This is what I really like, and I enjoyed that song. Definitely had a 50s thing going for it, like 100%. You, could, you would have known that if you knew nothing else about the song. You would have guessed that it was from the 50s. Um, right. You know, Frankenstein yeah, rock, it's a little on the nose, um, but I do feel like – I don't know if you have any like Comcast cable you know, where you are, but there's we have this station called Sounds of the Season, and that's what I listen mm-hmm. to at Christmas time, and around Thanksgiving it goes to Christmas music, or maybe even right. after Halloween. But you turn it on in October, and it's this kind of music, and it does make right. me smile. I don't, I don't sit on it and listen to it for long periods of time, but I could absolutely imagine going through the channel and then seeing this play and and oftentimes they do fun imagery on the screen at the same time that goes along with the song so that was Mm -hmm. a really fun one i liked the universal monster kind of nods in there obviously direct reference to frankenstein itself right uh yeah that when it comes to halloween music i mean that's the first thing that comes to my mind in songs like that yeah i love 50s music period 
But to hear the 50s music that are about the monsters, the novelty songs, I mean, that's just my bread and butter right there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, that's probably the best word I can use that. That was a fun song uh, yes. versus the one that we listened to just a little while ago by the 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 Poe, what's what's his Harley Poe or something, which was Harley a very, po. very heavy and serious topic. This we're back to the fun the right. bubblegum Halloween stuff here and I love it. Right. Love this, it. this is this is your Halloween party music versus Harley Poe being your sitting at home. You, you know what, that's doing, a great point. And I was something. making I was making those points as we were going along with some of the songs. I would not put the Harley Poe on a playlist unless I knew the people mm-hmm. really, really well or it was adults only. Like it's it's a bit it's right. a bit too dark for anything else but this one holy fun just a, a great time <laughs> well speaking of fun that brings us to today's last song all right did this you save the best for last the, year maybe i did save the best for last okay. i love this song the band is the world inferno friendship society which is quite a title yeah that's a okay um, unfortunately named uh, world inferno right. friendship society <laughs> uh through after 20 yeah, twenty-year career. They have had, I believe, I read over forty different members. Oh wow! Aside from yeah, the, the lead singer Jack Terrycloth, his this his project. Okay, but you know he's had rotating members in and out this whole time. Unfortunately, he passed away in twenty twenty-one. Okay, was this but, designed? Uh, was his project this this guy Jack Terrycloth? Was it designed that he would have a rotating group of people, or did he just not have a steady? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, it was just like everybody come along and have fun and play. And if you can't make it, somebody else. Great, can I make love it. it. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, I'll cut. Con- yeah. Um, so I've already played the song a couple of weeks ago or a couple episodes back. So I'm going to play a different clip from it. The okay. Name of the song is Pumpkin Town. All right. So I should be familiar with it, having listened to your other episodes. But sometimes I'm brushing my teeth or I'm cleaning the kitchen and I turn on the garbage disposal. <laughs> so uh, if if it sounds brand new to me, well, my apologies to you. But hey, it's not a rerun if you've never seen it before. So I'm going to go ahead exactly. and play it. Here we go. <laughs> You know, uh, it almost has like a Brian Setzer kind of thing in there, like he's leading this big band. Right. Uh, incredible musicians there. Yes. And you could tell that there was like some saxophone, probably some trombone or something going on in there. It almost had a ska feel to it at the end. Yeah. It's... Uh, what a lot of energy. That's uh, what that, I was going to say. It's I, very I would energetic. love to see this. I would love to see this performed because it's, well, unfortunately, it's probably not happening not anymore. anymore. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen this right. performed in the past tense because, man, it must have been just so much energy and so much fun going it's on. It's one of those that gets the crowd up and moving. and then... Absolutely. Yeah, really, I, I liked it. I, the imagery of pumpkin time and rising mm-hmm. that brought up the you know the great pumpkin stuff from uh, the, Charlie uh, Brown. Charlie Brown, which is 
you know, that's one of the top three images when it comes to Halloween because I always watch that. I was a child of the 80s, so are you. Absolutely. I mean, and if you didn't – the funny thing about being a child of the 80s or you know, maybe even the 90s, uh, not quite as much, is if you didn't catch those things when they were on TV, you mm-hmm. missed them. Right. You missed them for the entire year. So, I mean, that was appointment viewing. Exactly. Uh, so something like it, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, stands out in my mind as something that's very, very important to me from mm-hmm. my childhood. So when you're talking about the pumpkin time and rising and all that imagery, he totally nailed it there. Right. I don't know if that's what he was going for. I can't be in his head, <laughs> but it did bring it up to me, and I loved it. I really had a fun time with that song. I'd have to say he was probably going for that because um, after the section we listened hard to— kind of hard not to, right? Right. He goes into this almost like a Southern Gospel preacher part of the song, and I forget the exact okay. lyric, but he does mention something about the pumpkin patch— and it's okay. like you you can picture Linus in the pumpkin patch when he's saying that. I absolutely could, yeah. Um, and as I said, I think I think the favorite thing I had there was the instrumentation. Yeah, because of the energy and the way mm-hmm. that it was done, and the you know just the the uh, the orchestration of it or the arrangement. Right, it was so it just kept me like on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. the whole time. It, it never let me stop and catch my breath. Right, and for that I liked it. Yeah, it kept your foot tapping. You know, the tempo was it great. Did. The horns. Oh, I was bobbing it's, my head the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's why it's become one of my favorite songs, period. I, I mean, can see. I can absolutely see why. So much fun. Now, did he have other songs that were like this? Honestly, I... Or was this kind of a one-off? I'm not really for sure. I've listened to a few okay. other songs of theirs, but I haven't listened to everything just yet. Okay. So I can't well, really Well, with say a name there. like the World Inferno Friendship Society, it's probably easy to pass. You're like, hey, what is this? Right. You know, I'd rather have it be like Spooky Punkman Halloween Fun Time Hour or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but just, just a, a great way to wrap up the whole playlist today. That one would absolutely go on the playlist. Uh, you know, I'd, pretty much everything today except for the pagan holiday stuff <laughs> would go on that Fun Time playlist. I really like what you brought. You're an Excellent Halloween DJ. Thank you. I kind of figured the Harley Poe was a little iffy, but I wanted to show a little bit of the darker side, you know, just in yeah, case. No, no, no. I think it's I think it's important that you did that mm-hmm. because you do need to show that there are. It's more than just the bubblegum uh, style, like super oversized Frankenstein head. You know, is <laughs> there's more to Halloween than just that? Right. And I'm glad you did it. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Right. And also, I made a conscious decision to stay away from like movie theme songs and sure, stuff sure. that like because everybody's heard that you know well also the ghost of copyright past would come right right for you yeah he'd be sitting that. on my shoulder hard enough as it is yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay so now that all the music's over surprise surprise i have some rapid fire questions for you are okay you, i wasn't prepared ready? so that you're you're gonna get the honest unvarnished unpracticed answer so go for perfect. it perfect all right i know you really can't answer this one but we'll try Favorite Halloween right. candy? Um, well, I did have a life before I was diabetic, and <laughs> I'm going to go with a couple that are absolutely. I know you said rapid fire here, but I'm I just threw that one out the window already. Um, I am one of the rare people that loves candy corn. Me too. And I love those stupid mallow pumpkins. Yes. I think they have the neatest flavor. Yes. And you know, people are like, "Oh, that's utter garbage. Why are you eating that?" I don't know. When I see that in the grocery store, you could charge a thousand dollars. Well, maybe not a thousand. You could charge a lot of money, a twenty dollars, and I would buy it because I. W- and even being a person who can't have candy, I will still 
you know, figure out how to budget that and right. just have my one. I, I don't need a lot of them because, oh my gosh, they are potent. Yes. Uh, but I love that. I just love that corn syrupy flavor. Right. Absolutely. Now, if you were talking about a prepackaged, uh, uh, I don't know, Halloween candy, mm-hmm. it would probably uh, be, be either Butterfinger if I was going the, like the peanut buttery route right. or... Believe I know this is a lame answer. This is grandma candy. I like the Mounds bar. I don't like Almond Joy. I like the Mounds. Hey, there's I nothing love, wrong with the Mounds. I love a good coconut flavor. Yes. That one's all me. So, you know, there aren't too many. You know, fun fact uh, in the, the backstory of Scott here, my dad actually worked in wholesale candy. Oh, yeah? For his whole career. So we used to go to candy convention trade shows. Oh. I used to go and help at uh, Halloween and Christmas time. They would be the kind of store, uh, kind of company that would have uh, stocked the aisles at. Not a Walmart because we didn't have those at the time. They were much more small regional stores. Right. But those kind of discount stores, their company was the one that sold them all the candy that they put out. So I actually got paid to be a helper, you know, in fourth and fifth grade <laughs> with a box of candy. I got to pick one. Oh, man. So you want to talk about kid in a candy store. Right. It was almost literal <laughs> at that point. So, yeah, even though I can't have it now, candy has a very special place in my heart. Right. And I like the mounds. I know that one's a little bit weird. Not at all, man. Not at all. All right. Second, uh, what's yours real quick? Mine, I'm, I'm going to guess it's peanut butter or something. Yeah, mine is Reese's peanut butter. Yeah. But I love the candy corn and, like you said, the mallow pumpkins. And oddly yeah. enough, I'm one of those weirdos. Do you remember the candies you used to get that were nothing but a black or an orange wrapper? No writing, nothing at all. And base- it, it sounds like uh, saltwater taffy almost. It, no, I don't really looks remember like that. But th- okay. what they were, they were called, um, what were they called? They were called pumpkin, no. Peanut butter kisses. I knew I'd get it there for a second. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm familiar with it. Is it one of the cheaper candies? Yeah, it was made. Like they come in a bulk bag. Yeah, maybe? they were made by Neko. Okay. Yeah, just a simple. Oh, Neko. Yeah. That was a weird company. Yeah, like simple, all over the place. Orange and black wrappers, but it was hard as a rock. But you <laughs> stick it in your mouth and start letting it melt, and they were freaking delicious, man. Yeah, I was a real fat kid, so I needed the candy that would go slowly in your mouth because uh, I would otherwise I'd wolf down the entire bag. Right, same here. Um, and, and a real quick bold statement: Reese's Pieces are far better than Reese's Peanut Butter oh, Cups. Don't at me. Don't oh, at me. Man, I know, I know. All right, go on. Okay. What's your next question? Next question. Uh, let's go with favorite autumnal smell. Uh, I'm not going to go with the traditional pumpkin spice mm-hmm. because that one's just way too on the nose, right. and it's you know, uh, uh, it, I, you know, yeah, I feel like every college girl uh, from the 2010s. So we're going to skip that one. The views I expressed on this actually, episode. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the views expressed by Scott are not those of any sane normal person. Um, you know what I really like? I like those. Uh, when you walk into like a, like a Michael's or a Joanne and they have that bag of pine cones that smells like cinnamon, yes. there's something very distinct about that cinnamon, probably because it's so incredibly potent that it right. makes your eyes water <laughs> if you bring it home in the car. Um, but I smell that one, man, and I just feel like the whole world is starting to change and summer's going away right. and it's on. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite smell. Uh, I'm with uh, you there. You know, uh, if, if you want to call it autumnal, uh, pro- I think it would be. I, I think that counts. I also like that weird smell of the wet leaf pile. Yes. 
Absolutely. And that's kind of a gro- it's a little bit of a gross smell, but I absolutely loved raking leaves and jumping in them. Right. And in Connecticut, where I'm from, we would uh, rake them all up to the curb, and then you'd leave this big like row, almost like a hedgerow of of uh, leaves, and they would come by with a vacuum truck and they would suck it all up. Really? But you never really knew when they were going to come by. So when you'd walk to school in the morning, you'd be walking by these piles of leaves, and oh. they would be wet, and they'd start to be you know decompose and it's a very earthy funky mm, smell but very distinct and absolute and also you kick them in Halloween while you're uh, trick-or-treating and stuff right. so uh, you know very very strong memory yeah that one definitely that. brings back not memories a, not a great smell but an absolutely uh, potent oh my gosh centering right kind of it's like as soon as you smell it it takes you back to childhood yeah, Yankee Candle if you're listening don't make a candle out of it it would be so <laughs> gross nobody wants that don't listen uh, to Scott uh, Back back to the cinnamon, though. Uh, I think it was at the end of August. Kroger started having their little cinnamon brooms that you hang on your door. I love them. Oh, it love them. so good. And what is it about that cinnamon? Because that's not the same cinnamon as, you you know, in like a red hot candy. Like, right. There's just something it's industrial cinnamon. almost about it. Like it is so incredibly strong. You can probably keep pests away from your house with exactly. it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And they always position those things right at the beginning of the store, mm-hmm. too. So, so you're, you're walking, walking in. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> All right, cool. question number three. I don't know if you're going to have an answer for this. I don't know how you feel about scary I'll try, movies. I'll try. But what's your favorite okay. scary movie? Um, yeah, I, I am not into scary movies because I am a total lightweight. <laughs> I accidentally saw The Ring. Oh my God! It still to this day like gives me the absolute creeps. Right. I mean, the imagery in that one was really, really well it done. It is disturbing. That, yes. that horrible girl with the wet. Right. I'm getting the I'm getting the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Um, so I don't have a long list of ones that I've seen. I'm going to say, per our earlier discussion, I'm going to say The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I realize most people are like, that's not scary. Um, the imagery is designed to evoke those feelings. Mm-hmm. And I love I love animation. So I'm going to go with that, uh, even though it's not really scary. Hey, for a Halloween newbie, I'll take it, man. Okay, thanks. You're grading me on a curve, and that's totally right. fine. What is yours, by the way? Oh, man. It's got to be Halloween or one of those Chucky movies or Nightmare on Elm Street or something. You're hardcore. Yeah. I'm not. Like, actually, growing up, Tony, do you remember when uh, you know we used to have black and white TVs mm-hmm. uh, like in the very early 80s and three channels, maybe? Um, we had this uh, Fox station mm-hmm. back in Connecticut. It was uh, like Channel 61. Like, you had to go way up on the, on the smaller dial. And they used to play... Um, what's that Rod Sterling? The Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Mm-hmm. They used to play the old Twilight Zone stuff. That was awesome. Yes. And the, the funny thing about the Twilight Zone is they were not overtly scary, uh-uh. but the, th- the thematics of it were creepy. Right. So that you would turn it off and you'd go to bed and then you start thinking about it. Right. Like, huh. Huh. Well, I didn't expect that. And the one that stands out in my mind, there was an episode where the guy is on an airplane mm-hmm. and there's a thing on the wing and it was like a creepy, you know, uh, creature with talons kind of thing. Right. I can still picture that. If you handed me a sketchbook, I could probably draw what that scene <laughs> looked like. So why don't I actually go with that? Uh, because that's an old one. That's a true one. And when you're watching that as a 10 year old kid, you're freaking scared. Right. Now, let's test your memory. Do you remember okay. the actor 
that played that man that you're talking about. No, I absolutely don't. Like this, if I was phoning a friend, I would call you and say, Tony, do you know who that Who was it? It was William Shatner. Was it really? Yes. Okay, so that should have been obvious. It's been so, so long. Like right. The thing was, I wasn't supposed to be watching that, Uh-oh. and I knew it. So Shame that would have been you. one of those, like, you know, you look up the stairs, make sure your parents are asleep, and you, tu- you tune it in, right. but you got to keep the volume real low, <laughs> and you got to keep one ear out for your parents, that kind of thing. Right. So I don't think I was watching it super closely, which is probably <laughs> good uh, for my mental health as an adult. So, yeah, I feel like I should have known it was William Shatner, but uh, at least I'm... You know, at least I'm in the club here. I, I'm familiar with the imagery yes. that it evokes. Yeah, actually, if you go back and watch Twilight Zone now, you see a lot of actors that were just getting their start then. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. That's um, really, really fun. Burt Reynolds comes to mind, I know. Um, oh, wow. And that would have been the early 60s, maybe, um, when those things were recorded? I like They were all in so. black and white. Yeah. Okay. I think it was like from 60 to 69, somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were coming over, Tony, I'd get some beers and we could watch some old reruns of that. And it would probably be a hoot. I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good, man. <laughs> uh, going back to the, uh, my favorite Halloween, Halloween movie, my favorite is Halloween 1978. But fav- okay. favorite scary movie, well, let me divide that up. Comfort scary movie is Nightmare on Elm Street. That, okay. That's what got me into horror. What is a what is a comfort <clears throat> scary movie? Something like does it, is it not comfort is not really that scary to you anymore? Is that what you mean by that? That and it's nostalgic and it's something that if I'm working on a piece of art, I can put that on in the background and know okay. know what's going on. I can turn and look at the screen and know exactly what you know just happened. So it's one of those kind of deals. It sounds like the analogy would be almost like comfort food. Some of the stuff my mom made growing up, it wasn't, we're not talking about fine cuisine, right. but it does make me happy thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe the analogy there would be, you know, the Halloween movie isn't scary to you anymore, or it's not as you know good or technically well done as, as movies that you know of now and modern ones, right. but it still holds it a super, super special place in your heart. Absolutely. Like mashed potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, meat and potatoes. But my favorite horror movie, I would have to say, is either probably Rosemary's Baby or Hereditary. I don't know. Uh, something like par- like the commercials for Paranormal Activity were too much for me. Like, I'm no, 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 no. We're not doing that. You know, you know my buddy Jay from Jingle Jack. Right. I remember when he and his wife went and saw the Blair Witch Project, and they, you know, had to go straight across the street to the bar and get, you know, absolutely <laughs> drunk and take a taxi home because he said it was that bad. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll never be seeing that in my lifetime. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Last question. All right. What was your favorite song today? Oh, my favorite song today was by Jumpin' Gene Simmons. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Haunted House. Loved that song. I just, it was just so much fun. Just brings a smile to my face, just even thinking about (laughs) it now. So, uh, you know, that one, and the very first one that we did by John Zacherl. Zacherly. I don't Zachary, okay. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of fun. And I had so much uh, enjoyment listening to these songs, learning about mm. the genre. It, it's fun to be a beginner at things sometimes, and I'm an absolute newbie when it comes to <laughs> Halloween music. So this this was a real treat for me. Good. I hope I did a good job. I hope listeners thought I did okay. You did fantastic. Uh, listening man. to these things. So I had a, I had a lot of fun, and, and thank you for, for bringing me on. Today. Oh, I'm glad you were here, man. I appreciate it. If everybody sure. wants Scott to come back to do a round two, 
let me know. Sure, sure. We can we can bring some of these ultra creepy ones. You know, put me through the ringer. I'm happy to do it. I'll scare him. Uh, I'll scare him to death. You can scare me with songs. Let's not do any ever ever do anything with like video clips because that <laughs> stuff sticks in my my craw and I don't like that. Okay, so I'll, I, I'll come back for music. Okay, I, I promise. Pinky square, no no videos. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're probably crossing your fingers. But I'd be <laughs> so if you guys want Scott to come back, just shoot me an email at thehappyhalloweenpod at gmail And because of the copyright lawyers, I've got to say this before we go, Scott. All yes. music played in the episode is used under copyright 3.0 attribution licensing for commentary and review. All copyrights are held by the individual artists and performers. No infringement is intended by using these clips. I'm just a man in a microphone in his closet. Please don't take legal action. Yeah, come on, folks. Like, we're just trying to enjoy some music here. Copy, you scary copyright lawyers, go back to your hole. We don't need you. We were reviewing here. Right. We were not. This is not a. This is not a public performance. Okay. So, so, fly away on your broom. Look at it this way. I was introducing a new customer to more music. Oh, absolutely. So there you I go. Will, I will definitely go, and uh, I would encourage listeners to go to the show notes and uh, check out the YouTube links for these. We weren't the ones that put them on YouTube, so that's somebody right. else's problem. But check them out in their entirety. So much fun. Absolutely. Go after those guys, not me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, We're broke anyway, right. so don't, don't, don't try. You're wasting your time. Podcasting just don't pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't make your millions from podcasting. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Scott, I sure do appreciate you coming on, man. Well, thank you. And and listeners, if you didn't uh, recoil in horror from, from having to listen to an entire episode of me and you want more, you can go to jinglejank.com. We don't do those episodes anymore, but there's still like 40 of them up. And Tony was on a couple of Woo-hoo. them, and he was a, a really great guest. Uh, you could also go to tinseltunes.com. Uh, there's probably about 50 episodes there. Jay and I only did about 10 of them. We inherited the show from somebody else. You can also go to christmasmorningpodcast.com if you're you know into a, like, a, a morning, uh, I don't know, Christmas daily kind of show thing if that if that uh, floats well, your boat i would i would encourage you to check that out we, tony i know you listen to it you, it's weekly we yeah. do it uh probably november 1st we'll go daily, daily again and that is a ton of work i can imagine but it's an absolute labor of love we love doing it uh tony you and i talk all the time and trade notes about podcasting and and making content i know that you're an avid listener yes. you're always so great and we're doing fun things like having a christmas music battle every week we you know bring a song and let listeners vote on who brought the better song um, so any kind of music stuff is really up my alley. This was a lot of fun today. Good. I'm, I'm loving you your fun. show. I'm, I'm hoping listeners, if you like it, help Tony out, share the show with somebody, just, you know, find somebody that you would think would like some Halloween content. Uh, I know they're out there. There's lots of them. Oh yeah. They just don't want to come out from under their rock cause they're scared. Yeah. <laughs> they're scared. Yep. And while you're out there, don't forget to rate and review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. That's right. Helps people find the show. That's all we're trying to do here. And I will probably throw a poll up on Spotify to let me know what your guys' favorite songs were. Oh, cool. I'll definitely... Well, we already know what my answer is, but I'd be curious to see what other people thought. Exactly. So... If anyone thought it was Pagan Holiday, you're wrong. But okay, (laughs) cool. No problem. Well, unless you're the person who wrote it. Unless you're Harley Poe. Hey, Harley Poe, if you're listening, hit me up, man. That's right. That's right. If you need a guitar player, hit me up. Yep. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time... Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody.
The next song we have is a little bit more modern. This is Harley Poe, a horror funk slash funk? No, 